0: Nicola Everett. Hello, it's Tuesday June the 27th. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. Coming up, we speak to a dog behaviourist as police raise concerns about the number of attacks in Kent. Could the county be about to get an elected mayor? Plus, the countdown is on to the opening of Kent's newest railway station. But first today, the issue of sending asylum seekers who cross the channel to Kent to Rwanda is back on the agenda today. A group of MPs is urging the government to abandon plans to detain or remove children, pregnant women or others who are vulnerable. Now, the Women and Equalities Committee claims the risk of harm outweighs the potential problems with illegal migration. Caroline Noakes is chair of the group.
2: The government has made it clear that they will not remove children under the age of 18 if they are unaccompanied asylum-seeking children, but that they will fall for removal once they pass their 18th birthday and in addition the government's remain completely silent on the issue of children in family groups so under the current legislation that the government is trying to get through the house of lords at the moment it is perfectly feasible that they would both be able to detain children in detention centers and then remove them to rwanda if they were part of a family group the committee's view was that that was completely unacceptable and that we should be putting in place safeguards to make sure that no children Are removed to Rwanda. We think it's really important that the government recognises that we have to treat them as children first and protect their right to an education and we were worried that they would both be at risk of physical and emotional harm if moved uh, to Rwanda where their future would be determined by the Rwandan authorities. We have a duty to children, legislation sets that out very clearly, And it's important that the government recognises that and safeguards not just young people, but also those with other vulnerabilities.
0: This all comes as newly released documents suggest the cost of sending a single asylum seeker to Rwanda would be nearly £170,000. Well, over the past seven days, 761 people have crossed the channel to Kent in small boats. Kent Online News. Other top stories today, and a man still in hospital with serious head injuries following a fight in Chatham. It happened in the High Street at about six last Thursday night. A 35-year-old man's been charged with GBH with intent. Police want to speak to the person who stepped in to stop a sex attack in Canterbury. A 20-year-old man's been arrested after a woman was groped at a railway station in the city a fortnight ago. British Transport Police officers say another man who intervened might have crucial information. A 16-year-old boy and 29-year-old man have been taken to hospital with slash wounds following a large fight in Gravesend. Police were called to Gordon Promenade East near Canal Road on Friday night. You can follow Kent Online on on socials to see a picture of a man police want to question. Now, a woman who stole cash from a gift shop before emptying a restaurant safe in Canterbury has avoided being sent to prison. A court was told Ibram Atena took £1,200 and a turn to crime to help her mum who has cancer. The 24-year-old from Kemsing Gardens in the city has been ordered to do 100 hours of unpaid work. Next today, and police are worried about an increasing number of dog attacks in Canterbury. More than 120 were reported in May and there were 44 in just the first 12 days of this month. The force says traditionally the number of incidents goes up at this time of year. We've also been given data for 2022 which shows there were 98 attacks reported in July compared to just 44 in February of the same year. Well, I've been speaking to Jackie who runs Happy Dogs Training in Laddingford.
3: Overall, I'm not surprised that there's been an increase because there's been a massive increase in people buying dogs in lockdown. And so uh, I saw a lot more people buying and getting dogs in the last two years. Some of the dogs, people have got them and they've not realised the commitment that's needed. So a lot of dogs have ended up in rescue. As people have gone back to work, they've not been able to give them the care that they need.
0: And Jackie, were people who got a dog in lockdown able to socialise them properly?
3: I do believe the socialisation was probably um, another key factor. They weren't able to take the dogs out and mix them with other dogs. So the dogs are not being introduced to the environments and not meeting people that they would normally have been meeting and this would have caused a problem with their socialising and learning to be
0: around other people and normal
3: everyday life.
0: And what's going through a dog's mind when it does launch an attack?
3: There's many different reasons that a dog is likely to have a go at some. it could be out of fear, it could be the dog just is aggressive, um, it could be that lacked, they've lacked socialisation at, at earlier years. When we get a dog they're brought into a very artificial environment and the environment that they're brought into, they need to be introduced. And it comes down to key of getting your dog, there's so much information online at the moment and a lot of my customers that come to me say, I've read all this information and then when they get to me they say, you make it make sense. All the information that's out online, it." It's maybe geared to a given situation and that given situation is possibly not the right situation for your dog.
0: Do you think there could be any reason why dog attacks increase in the summer? I mean, we're going through global warming and it's getting a lot, lot
3: hotter each year. And like like a human, a dog doesn't cope with the heat and if they've got this great big fluffy coat, they're going to get stressed. And they might not want to be touched. They might not be coping with the heat. Interestingly, dogs call cool themselves th- down through their through the paws, through their paws. So if you put a bucket of water out, a dog will quite happily put its front paws in there. Don't try and put their Don't try and put the dog's paws in, but they will naturally go and stand in a bucket of cooler water, and that really, really helps with with. Um, helping them to cool, but also don't take them out when it's brilliant sunshine and it's really hot. They're not going to cope with it.
0: Finally, Jackie, what advice would you give to a pet owner who's noticed that their animal isn't behaving as they want them to? Seek professional
3: advice. All behaviours, bar the odd few, can be rectified and can be rectified relatively quickly. I get a lot of dogs come with fear aggression to me and once they've been through a behavioural modification programme, which isn't months and months of training, then the fear issues tend to a bite.
0: Jackie, thank you ever so much for chatting to us. Officers are also investigating an attack on a man by a pit bull terrier in Dunorland Park in Tunbridge Wells. A search is underway for the owner. You can see a description of them by reading the story on the website today. Kent Online reports. People living on an estate near Sittingbourne say they're being kept awake at night because of noisy generators. This is one of our most read stories on the website today. The kit is needed to keep the lights on as Brookfields in i Wait has been suffering power cuts over the past six months. While energy company SSEN say they're working to resolve the problem, they've told us the generators that were in place last week have now been removed. A local authority in Kent has been criticised for charging charity workers who use their car parks when visiting elderly residents. Age UK say they can't get carer permits in Swale, so have to fork out every time they're in the area. They say it's costing around £6,000 a year. The council Councils say they need to control the number of concessions they give out. Two people who dropped cigarette butts in Gillingham have been ordered to pay more than £800. The pair from London were fined after being spotted littering at Medway Services in Gillingham but failed to pay. They've now ended up in court. Councillors say it shows dropping rubbish won't be tolerated. Now, the Kent Online podcast has been told there could be a big shake-up of the political setup in Kent, which could see the county get its first elected mayor. It's something known as Diva. De- and would see authorities join forces to have more power over things like transport budgets, roads and public health. Well, our political editor, Paul Francis, has been explaining the reasoning behind it. The
4: evolution in this particular context is all about councils joining forces to become one single institution which would have the responsibility for drawing in investment, creating jobs and boosting the local economy. Now the important thing to remember here is that we are not talking about a local government reorganisation in which councils join together to perhaps form unitaries. Your local council will continue to provide the services that it has done. But the idea of these new devolved bodies is to be able to focus much more clearly on what is needed in terms of pushing forward, boosting the economy of a particular area. Having a mayor is one of the controversial points of the government's programme for these regional powerhouses. The government is keen to see these new institutions have a single figurehead in the form of a directly elected mayor. Now, it has to be said that most councils in Kent are wary, if not hostile to the idea of having a directly elected mayor, but the government has said to councils that if they want to go for becoming a new institution, then they will have to incorporate into their plans a directly elected mayor. Now, there are possibilities for councils to not have a mayor, but that would limit the powers they would get under this uh, regional devolution so from Kent county council's perspective it's decided that it should uh, whatever policies whatever way this comes about it will endorse the idea of having a directly elected mayor even though it is actually for the most part uh, against that concept but it says this is where the government's agenda is going so we have to follow that agenda and if it means that we get more clout because we have a directly elected mayor, then we'll go down that particular route.
0: As you heard there, Kent County Council and Medway Council are both said to be considering their options.
4: Kent Online reports.
0: There are questions over whether Eurostar would have continued to stop at stations in Kent if the government hadn't sold its 40% stake in the company. Services to Europe haven't called at Ebb's or Ashford International stations since the pandemic, and now there's a campaign to have them reinstated, the UK share in the company was offloaded in 2015 to the tune of more than £750 million. The man in charge of the trains in Kent says he's looking forward to welcoming passengers to Kent's newest station. Thanet Parkway has cost more than £35 million to build and will open at the end of July. It should mean faster journeys for anyone travelling to or from the facility at Cliffsend. Steve White is the MD of Southeastern.
5: The new station at Thanet Parkway will open on the 31st of July. This has been done in partnership with Network Rail and Kent County Council, and our customers will benefit from a high-speed trains stopping at that station from Monday, the 31st of July.
0: How important do you think that's gonna be, Steve, for people in Spanish? Well,
5: we, we hope it will, make a, it will give them a real choice. It will give them the option of travelling by high-speed train all day long or with some of our mainline services in the peaks, and it will give them the option uh, where they can park and ride. So there's a big car park there. There's the option to park and ride and come into London that way. So we are hopeful that it will be a, a, an important addition to the uh, to the travel infrastructure of Kent.
0: What's the station like? Are you able to give us a, a bit of an insight?
5: Well, you can go and see it now. Essentially, it's finished. So yeah, it's a it's a step free uh, Parkway station. Lots of ability to park your car access the station make your journey so it, i would describe it as simple and functional and it will it will encourage customers we think to leave the car behind and travel into london or to visit uh, this part of kent in a very easy um, and sustainable way.
0: Obviously, we're hoping it's going to be a very busy summer with lots of um, tourists hopefully jumping on uh, trains to get to various attractions in Kent. You've brought in a new timetable, haven't you? How did that process go? Well,
5: we've been really listening to the feedback we've had from customers. So we introduced a new timetable in May, which has got an extra 179 trains every week. And that helps people go about their lives more easily than the, than our previous timetable did. So that's, that is a step forward. We've also added additional trains in the summer as we expect to welcome visitors uh, and, you know, to enjoy the, the the benefits of our county.
0: And I know, Steve, you are also investing an awful lot in stations across the county as well. You announced that earlier on in the year. So what will passengers be noticing that's different and, and what improvements are they going to be?
5: Yeah, we announced a, a four million pound package of station improvements and we You know, we're the custodians of our railway. We take a great pride in the network that we operate. There are more stations in Kent than any other county. Uh, And if you look at some of the work we've done at, for example, Margate and Ramsgate, you know, we've transformed them to some of their heritage glory so that customers can really enjoy the ambience there. And we've got another four million pounds to spend this year. Plus, there are also some access for all schemes that our partners at Network Rail are, are delivering on that will help make a number of other stations step free that currently aren't today. So yeah, we're we're looking forward to see it bringing those improvements to our customers.
0: How are you feeling generally? I mean, you've got a very high pressure job, but um, are you enjoying what you're doing at the moment? You're enjoying seeing more passengers coming back?
5: Yeah, to be honest, I love what I do. You know, when we have a good day, you know, in the platinum jubilee, when we uh, took people to London to pay their respects to the Queen, when we were able to celebrate the coronation you know when when the railways are at their best the service is running well and we can help people you know enjoy their lives that gives us a tremendous thrill and we, we are driven by a huge sense of purpose and i get my energy to be candid from my people you know they are some amazing heroes and heroines and they give me the joy to uh, you know, to really nurture this railway. We want to create a beautiful bit of railway down here in the Southeast. We've got a lot we want to do to improve our railway. We want to make it better. We want to make it more reliable. We want to make it sustainable, but I've got a fabulous team of 4,500 people that work 24 seven towards that
0: end. Kent Online News. A dead puppy has been found wrapped in a blanket and stuffed in a public bin near Sittingbourne. While council teams don't think it was done maliciously, they're reminding pet owners to lay animals to rest properly. The dog is thought to have died shortly after birth and was found by refuse workers in Merston. Part of an Ashford car park that's been plagued with antisocial behaviour has finally reopened after repairs were carried out. The facility at Park Mill closed in April following problems with the ceiling. Lighting has also been improved However, the top floor does remain cordoned off. The boss of a new bar in Deal insists it'll bring a bit of life back to the high street and insists it won't become a rowdy pub. A cordo lounge will replace what used to be clothing store m co A licence has been granted, even though some people living in the town had raised concerns about it. Our reporter Sam Lennon has been speaking to manager Mark Bishop.
1: Really excited. Uh, really, really excited to uh, come to Deal. I think lounges is a great... Uh, uh, a great prospect for the town, I think mm-hmm. we bring a lot to the town, uh, and, and it should be very exciting. So. And, uh, what can people expect, because this is only the second such bar in Kent, the other one's in Sittingworn, isn't it? Correct, yeah, Yes, the Tardew Lounge. Yeah. Um, in terms of what they can expect, uh, it's a really family-friendly concept, it's a cafe bar. Um, we're really big on uh, vegan uh, gluten-free, um, and gluten-free, uh, and just kind of being a home from home, really,
4: uh, for mm. the whole town. So. They were the objections were f- f- feared um, rowdiness and, and noise and brawling and stuff like that can you re- uh, h- how can you reassure locals uh, on that on that concern uh, well, I
1: mean personally we're not a pub um, yeah. there's very little kind of vertical drinking um, it's you know we have sent off centered around you know families local community um, it's, it's very I think you know if, if anybody wants to look at any of the other sites that we've got you know our uh, uh, our offer is is not that rowdy pub. Uh, it's a lot of a lot of daytime uh, food led, um, so my reassurance to be that they'll us up and see what we do uh, and, and, that, and that's not who we are.
0: So. The terms of the licence mean the venue can serve alcohol from 10 in the morning until midnight seven days a week. They'll also be able to sell food as well as converting the former shop the bar will have tables and chairs outside.
1: Kent Online Sports.
0: Cricket and Daniel Bell Drummond scored a double century for Kent in their county championship match against Northamptonshire. He was 271 not out at the end of day two with Kent closing on 550 for 5. That's after they've bowled the home side out for 237 in their first go with the bat. We'll have regular score updates over on our sister radio station at KMFM. Well, that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. You can also get details on the top stories direct to your email each morning via the briefing. And to sign up to that, you just need to head to kentonline.co.uk. And whilst you're on the website today, you can check out the moment an iconic sculpture was returned to its home in Canterbury after being restored. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.